I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women here that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, in the power of God. And we invite you to join with us, join your faith with us, and let God minister to you. I would like to start right now, I believe it's in the spirit, that I would like us just to take a minute, and I want us to worship God. All right? Worship the Father, not Jesus, the Father. All right? And some of us that have never done that before, you're going to see it happen. This is how I get to the Father. Amen? Father, I just thank you. I thank you. Join with me. Use your voice. Use your faith. Father, I thank you. I thank you. You're the God above all gods. Father, I thank you. You are far above all gods. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. You are the creator of heaven and earth through Jesus. Father, I thank you. You are the God above all gods. I get thanks. You are far above all gods. I give thanks you dwell in a light I cannot approach unto. Father, I thank you. I worship you. I praise you. You are the God of all flesh. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I praise you. I praise you and worship you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. You loved us and sent us Jesus. And magnify your name. Father, I praise you. I thank you. I magnify you. I glorify you. You are my God. Father, I praise you. I worship you. I exalt you. I magnify you. You are the God, the Father of spirits. Father, I thank you. I praise you. I worship you. Do you see how the spirit went like this? I don't know if you felt it, but I sure did. All right, now let's, we'll open with prayer. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for that. Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting. Father, I thank you where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So whatever is here, the grace much more abounds. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in your son's name, Jesus. All right, we have with us today, Diana. Diana Rice, how long have you been in this ministry since? 88? Okay, I knew you came a little bit after I did. Diane has a, an interesting testimony she's going to share with us. That's okay. One scripture. One scripture. It's Romans 1, 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and forfeited beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God gave them up to an uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their bodies with themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. The Lord said, read that. In 2001, I was married 
and I got a divorce, and it was a biblical reason. So I got offended at God, and I ran. I would come to church, but my heart was not right, and my house was not built on a rock. So it was sand, and it fell. So I proceeded for the next few years to try to fill something inside of me. I made a lot of money, and I spent it on everything I could get my hands on. And I'm talking everything. So in 2000, at the end of 2006, someone brought a substance into my house and laid it on my desk, and I proceeded to take drugs. So I did that all of 2007. I hated myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't care about myself. And in 2008, about April, maybe March, I'm not sure, the mortgage company that had the mortgage on my house informed me that whenever I had refinanced to pay out my husband, that I had failed to get the kind of loan that included taxes and insurance. So I owed them 30 grand. So they rolled it into the note and raised my price on my house payment to over $1,000 a month, more than what I was paying. I could not afford this. You know, I was spending my money on other things, and because I was not in my right mind, my work was declining. I wasn't doing that great. So, um, skip forward to about the middle of the year. Um, thank God I got arrested and got taken to jail on two counts. And they told me that they had dropped the charges on one of them, but really they had just transferred to another court and didn't tell me about it, which, you know, resulted with an arrest warrant. So I'm in jail. I'm like, all right. So they dropped the one charges. They reduced the bail to 200. So I paid it and left. Ooh, I thought, yay. No. So uh, I had to go to court, and I was coming up, and I just laid in my living room on a club chair and screamed, Jesus, come and get me. I do not want to be in this place anymore. I am wrong. I repent. Come and help me. You got to do something. I prayed all night long. Okay, so thank God you know, I had to get another car because the one that I had, I wrecked. So I had to go get um, this car, and it didn't have tags. It didn't have license plates. It didn't have the things that it needed. So I'm really stupid. I'm driving this car. So guess what? Like Doyle likes to say, I get arrested again. They pull me over because I don't have anything on my car. So they have an arrest warrant. So guess what? They can search my car. So I get charged with a felony. I get thrown down into Dallas County Jail. Ooh, you don't want to go there, girls. It was so scary. But even God had so much mercy on me. I got put, I didn't get put with the general public. I got put in a smaller area where the ladies that cleaned and handed out the food. And these ladies were nice. God had so much mercy on me. So I get out of there. And I'm on, you know, go to court, get probation for the first charge. I got a year of probation and 30 hours of community service. So I'm going to my probation officer, still in this house, not making the payment, living in this house, not making the payment, still hooked on drugs, because I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't get it away from it. So I go to probation, and I get this really nice probation officer. I'm going for a couple of months, and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. You're going to have to do something for it. I went to, through everything in the trash, flushed everything, broke everything, and called my sister and said, I'm coming over, we're going to eat pizza. I never touched it again. Thank God, because I couldn't do it, but he could. So then, you know, two months later, I'm going to court for this felony. I'm clean, I'm just barely clean. And I'm in the car praying, Father, 
If I have to go um, probation for five years to stay clean, so be it. I don't care. If I have to go be in a jail cell, so be it. I don't care. Nevertheless, have mercy on me. And I prayed that way, and I prayed that way. I went in, sat in the courthouse, and I was sitting there just praying and praying. And my attorney, I just love this woman, comes out. She's all flustered. She's all freaking out. And I said, what's wrong? What's going on? She said, they dropped the charges. They dropped the charges. I said, why? What happened? She said, they, they don't have the arrest warrant. It's not in the file. I said, I have a copy of it at home. She said, let's get out. Let's go. So I'm like, praise God. Um, you know, it's shredded now, so you can't get me. So anyway, um, I go home, and I'm just so excited. I go see my probation officer. He's so happy because he sees me go from this crazy kook to someone that's coming out of this place. And the Lord, I'm coming to church. I'm going to N.A. I'm you know, everything. I'm on my face before God every day. I would get up every morning and I'd pray, Father, I turn my life, my will over to you. Let it be your ways, not mine. Lead me, guide me. And, um, you know, when you give yourself to God, he, he kind of makes you do what he wants you to do after that point. So here comes the end of the year. It's, I, I finished up. I went, to, oh, wait, I went to court for that second thing. And I got 200 hours and two years probation. And I was needing to redo my license at the end of the year, and I couldn't do that with all that hanging over me. So I went and I was talking to my probation officer, and he was so nice. He said, Diana, if you get your hours done, I'll let you out of probation early. So I'm like, woohoo. So I went down to the Collin County Public Works, and I mean, you could get triple points, I think, then, triple hours or something. And I worked and I worked and I went and I went. They even offered me a job. I was like, no. So I got out, and he let me out of my probation. And my attorney went and got all the charges expunged. So I applied. I got my license renewed. Thank God. So then at the end of the year, in January of 2010, I'm still living in this house, not paying a car payment. I mean, not paying my house payment and not getting a letter from the bank. Nothing. So I got two letters from the HOA. They were trying to foreclose on me. But the first one, they had the wrong legal description on it. So it got thrown out of court. The second one, I don't remember what that one was. It got thrown out of court. And so finally they just gave up. I was like, woo, thanks. So I went and filed my taxes in 2010. I knew that was right because I hadn't filed them since 2006 and I owed about 13,000 from that. And so I filed 2009. Um, and because I filed, I was able to do a short sale on the house. So in June, I got an agent, he sold the house. I was out from underneath the house and God started blessing me. I was making money. So I was able to do the restitution, bought my sister a car because I had wrecked hers. And I was able to file all the past taxes. God paid for it all because he gave me the money. And then about two years later, I get a letter from the IRS. All that was paid, that 13000 they paid. It was paid from some situation I didn't even know about. And I was just like on my face before God. I said, you know what? You can do anything. I'm never going to worry about where I'm going to live. I'm never going to worry about if I have food in the my house, in my house. Because if he can do that in my rebellion, he has to do it now. He has to do it. So that's all I have to say. All you have to say. Other than he's awesome. That is a blessed story. I have similar deals with you. You know, not all of it, but, but I tell you what, God can do any. Thing. And he can get anybody out. He is able. What did I say at the beginning? Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. If you are 
caught in drugs or alcohol or other things, um, sex, if you, sex, anything. God is able. That grace abounds. Abounds. It says much more abounds. Not just a little bit abounds. Much more abounds. I watched God deliver me too with miracles that when people hear, they just drop their jaw. How in the world could that have happened? God. God. And you know what? He loves us. And he wants to get us out. He wants to. That's why he sent Jesus. He didn't send Jesus to condemn us. The word said he sent Jesus to save us. And he saved Diane. You know what? And I know, I know Diane a little bit. And I know she's like me. What did Jesus say to the woman that was, you know, sin? Those that are forgiven much, love much. Love much much and you will not get me away from the father too much stuff has been taken care of now if you will turn with me to john 10 35 we're going to revisit something here real quick because i believe the spirit of god wants us to and if if i'm ministering this to you it's a little different than what i've ministered but if i've ministered this to you and your heart says oh i've heard this before you've missed it you missed it you need to listen you know, I, many, many women take my audio tapes or take the videos and they watch them over and over and over again. And you know what? It's not me. How many times I've tell you, it's not me. God took my life and fixed me to a point to where he can pour out his spirit through me. It was not an easy fixing. There were some awful days, but you know what? It says the treasure in an earthen vessel. If you will take my messages like I do, because I, I receive of that spirit too out of my own messages. God will say things out of me that I never even knew. And, and if you will take those and listen to them over and over and over again, they'll do something for you. They will set you free. They'll build your faith. Like someone told me recently, every time I listen to one of your tapes, I hear something new that I missed the first time. Yeah, because it's not me. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God. All right, now, if you will turn with me to John 10, 35. It says, if you have, this is Jesus speaking. Is it not written in your law? I said, you are God's. If he called them God's unto whom the word of God came, and this is it, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be be broken. You cannot change the Bible. You can't change the scripture to fit your feelings that day. The scripture cannot be broken and it cannot be changed. You got that? Now, do you have the guts to read it? Turn with me to Jeremiah 31. Oh, we've read this and read this and oh, isn't this sweet? But we miss it. A lot of the times we miss it. Jeremiah 31, 31. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. Stop. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. That Lord is Jehovah, the Father. So who is talking here? It's not Jeremiah. And it's not Jesus. It's the Father talking. It's the one that dealt with Moses. Moses. 
It's the one that dealt with Abraham. It's the one that created Adam with Jesus. This is Jehovah speaking. Don't forget that. Behold, the days come, saith Jehovah, that I, the Father, Jehovah, will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. I will make a new covenant. You got that? A new one. This is Jehovah talking. This is the one that gave Moses the Ten Commandments. This is the one that met him on top of Mount Sinai. This is the one that Moses talking to him, and he said that Moses was a friend of God. And Moses said, God, show me your face. And God said, no man can see my face and live. So Moses said, never mind. No man can see my face and live. This is the one talking to Moses. And yet, he says right here, I'm going to make a new covenant. A new one. Well, like it says in Hebrews, if he made a new covenant, then the other one's old, right? You would hope so. But that isn't that easy, is it? Go to Galatians 3. I'm going to begin in verse 6. Oh, we Gentiles. Oh, oh, God bless us Gentiles. We are so self-righteous. All right, verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness, Abraham didn't even have the Ten Commandments. He didn't even have the law. He did. Abraham did not follow the law. You got that? I feel like one of them parents. Abraham did not follow the law. He didn't walk in the law. The law wasn't even there yet. It was 430 years later. Abraham became righteous. Why? Because he believed God. He only believed what God said. It says, even as Abraham believed God, and that was counted unto him, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Why did God call, why did God call Abraham righteous? Because he believed what he said. It had nothing to do with what Abraham did. You got that? It had nothing to do with Abraham did. He was called righteous by Jehovah because he believed what God said. Now, now know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Are you a child of Abraham? Are you a child of Moses? Abraham, it says those that walk in the faith of Abraham are the children of Abraham. Those that want to keep the law, the Ten Commandments, the ordinances, the holidays, all that stuff in the Old Covenant are not children of Abraham. They're not. They're children of Moses. Now, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, that's us, thank God, through faith, preached the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. In thee, Abraham, all the nations will be blessed. They'll be blessed in thy seed. Thy seed, 
when in thy seed you'll bless all nations. And like we read before, thy seed is not Isaac. Well, how do you know? Well, the New Testament says thy seed is Christ. But do you know that Ishmael was not blessed in Isaac? He wasn't. But this says all nations will be blessed in thy seed, Abraham. Thy seed was Jesus. Thy seed was Jesus. In Jesus, Ishmael can be blessed. In Jesus, everyone can be blessed. It says all nations will be blessed in the seed of Abraham, not in the seed of Moses. Because God said, even to the people of Moses, there'll come a day, there's a new testament coming. A new one. A new testament. A new testament. If he has a new covenant, he's going to get rid of the old. And he did. But you know what? We want to keep the old one for posterity's sake. You will find what happens when we walk in that old, test, that old covenant. Know ye that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached the gospel, not the law. He preached the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. And what was the gospel? That seed and that all the nations will be blessed will be blessed in Jesus. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's where the gospel. He preached the gospel to Abraham. He preached the gospel to Abraham. He said, there's coming. There's coming a seed. And he's going to die. And he's going to be buried. And he's going to raise again and get everybody forgiven. Now, so then they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You got Abraham? Are you a child of Abraham? Are you a daughter of Abraham? Or are you a daughter of Moses? You can't be both. You can't. You can't be both. Like we've said, and we'll see in, in Romans 7, it says you can't be married to Jesus and shacking up with Moses. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You will find that's why it's not working. You're trying to be with both, and you can't be. You can't be. And some of you are saying, oh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, let's, we'll find out. So as many as are the works of the law are under the curse. For as many as are of the works of the law, following the Ten Commandments, following the ordinances, following all the commandments, following everything about the law, are under the curse. Can you read? Do you have the guts to believe that? Do you have the guts to believe what these words say? For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. You wonder where some of those curses are coming from in your family. Right here. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. And even better, Jesus died 2,000 years ago and was raised three days later. 
He was raised from the dead. The law died with Jesus. The law was fulfilled in Jesus and it ended. Jesus said at the communion, and how many of us have taken communion? This is the new testament in my blood. Drink it, all of you. Drink it, all of you. The new testament started with Jesus. But we want to keep something that's 2,000 years old dead. Dead. It was never intended for a Gentile in the first place. Ask Peter in Acts. The law was never made for a Gentile. Never. But we think we're so holy when we observe it. Wasn't even made for us. The gospel was made for us. Now, for under those of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. You want to know what the curses are? You go back, and it would help some of us to go back to Deuteronomy. I'm not going to. We don't have the time. And read all the curses. Deuteronomy 28. Halfway down, you got 16 blessings for following the commandments of God. And then you got like 55 curses. And if you wonder if any of the curses that are in your household and in your family, go read it. You're going to be amazed. Did you know that having hemorrhoids is a curse? Ouch. Did you know having skin issues is a curse? Go read it. Did you know that having your children go off and not be around you is a curse? It would do us some good to go read those curses. And you'll find out where they came from. From a people that weren't even supposed to follow the law. Followed something, as Peter said, neither we or our fathers could bear. Peter knew the law cannot be followed. That's why the curses. That's why the curses. We, it will read here in a moment, why we can't obey that law and why God sent Jesus. Now, verse uh, 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. You see that? No man is justified. No Man is justified by the law in the sight of God. No man. So you can't do your dance in front of God and say, I, I, I don't dance. I don't swear. I don't lie. I don't commit adultery. I don't, you know, I, I, you know, I, have, I don't take the name of the Lord in vain. You can dance in front of him all you want. And you know what? You are not justified one bit. Not one bit. No man can be justified by the law. None in the, in the eyes of God. So what are you doing standing in front of him telling him how good you are? He's not a bit impressed. Oh, we are so self-righteous. We are so self-righteous. It means nothing to God. But 
that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just, the just shall live by faith. You see that? The just shall live by faith. Not what they do. Not what they do. What they believe. The just shall live by faith. Not what they do. What they believe. That's how we're supposed to live. And the law is not of faith. The law is not of faith. They don't mix. It's worse than water and oil. They don't mix. If you're wondering why your faith doesn't work, it may be you're trying to obey the law too. And if you do that, it won't work. It won't work. It says the law is not of faith. Doing those things that you think will please God. I read 635 Psalms yesterday. Did you do it with faith? Then it was a waste of time. Well, I don't know if I have faith. If you are endeavoring, endeavor to read them with your faith. That's one thing. Thinking that reading them is going to impress God is another thing. Because it doesn't. What did God say? He said, I respond to faith. I love that story of Doyle's because it came at a time where I needed it. Doyle said that he was driving down the road one day and he said, God, I am listening to the, the New Testament on tape in my car. I am reading this book. I am reading that book. I've got this person's tapes I'm listening to. I've got that person's tapes I'm reading to. And you know what God told him? I respond to faith. Throw it all out the window, folks. Throw it all out the window. I respond to faith. I respond to faith. Now, verse uh, 13. Uh, yeah, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. I love this verse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He has redeemed us from those curses, all those curses written in Deuteronomy 28. He redeemed us from them. How? Being made a curse for us. That man, that man Jesus hung on the tree naked in front of everybody. Hung on a tree with nails, naked, all our sins, and all those curses. All the curses that the law brought, Jesus took. All those curses. That naked man hanging on a tree took for you and me. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? says the blessing that the became being made a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that is in Deuteronomy 28 21 verses 22 and 23 now that the blessing of Abraham might come on us might come on us through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith 
Now you say, well, I am not obeying the law. I am not following the law. I am living by faith, are you? Do you have, do you, do you, do you have the proof? Turn with me to Romans 7. I'll show you a wonderful way to see if you're still under the law. And God showed me this. Uh, I didn't get too excited because it kind of exposed some things. All right, and this was a while back. Chapter 7, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Thank you, Adam. He brought sin into you. Now, look at verse 15. For that which I do, I allow not. For that which I do, I allow not. Thou shalt not, and thou surely did. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, what I would like to do, that do I not. But what I hate, that's what I do. There is your way of finding out if you're under the law. If then I do that which I would not, I consent under the law that is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me. Oh, we wake up every morning. Oh, we're going to do it today. We're going to do this today. And it says, and for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil that I would not, that I do. Ever had that problem? Some of that law is still there. Some of you are saying, great. Now what do I do? Now what do I do? The answer is not that hard. Go with me to John 6 and we'll end there. John 6, it is so simple. But it is not so easy to get into. Verse 28, And they that had been fed with the fourth, the 4,000 were fed, they said unto Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? So what do I got to do to do this? And Jesus answered and said unto them, this, this is the work. Not thou shalt not eat chocolate donuts. No, thou shalt not, you know, thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt, no, this is the work. This is your job. This is the work that you believe. That you believe. That you believe on him whom God sent. That's the work you believe. You believe. Not always easy. And you're going to have to learn how to stop and start talking to yourself. Preach to yourself. It says we stay in the spirit by speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sometimes you can't get there until you kind of preach to yourself first. This is how I feel. And if I don't do something, I'm going to hit somebody. That's the law. If you got wrath, you got the law. What do you do? Jesus died for me right here in this moment. Jesus died for me right here with this circumstance. Jesus died for me.
for me. He took it on his own body. What I feel was taken on the body of Jesus. What I want to do was taken on the body of Jesus. And you use your faith. This is what is. This is the truth. Jesus took that to hell and he paid for it for me. And three days later, God was satisfied with what Jesus did. With the way I feel, God was satisfied and he was satisfied enough he raised Jesus from the dead. And my feeling has been paid for. After you do that a while, then you can start singing. But there are moments you can't sing because you feel like you're drowning. This is the work you believe. You believe. You believe. And you know what happens when you believe? You got any faith? You got any faith? And every one of those curses, the buck stops here. Do you know you can stop those curses from going into your children? Did you know that? You can stop them here. You can stop them with you. You can stop them with your parents. You can stop them if you've got any faith. And you've got faith. Jesus gave it to you when you were born again. You've got faith. The, Jesus said he became a curse for us. You can stop the curse here. It can stop now if you will believe. You can stop what your kids are involved in. You can stop what your parents are dying of. You can stop it if you will believe. It says, it is written, all the promises of God, all of them are yes and amen. All of them. All disease can be conquered. If you will believe, it's all promised. The promise is yes. Do you got the guts to keep pushing till you get it? That's the problem. You got to do it, not wish it. You've got to do it. You can stop it here. I stopped diabetes in my family. I stopped my children from having to get stitches every time I turned around. We stopped it. Why? Because Jesus paid for it. I stopped the earaches that were constantly happening in my daughter. I stopped them. And when I stopped that curse, none of the other children I had got them. Not one. And I had four kids. Once I stopped it, you have in you the power to stop every curse. Every curse. Every curse was paid for. And all the promises are yes and amen. And it is written, the word of God cannot be broken. Do you have the guts? Do you have the wherewithal? You think you're weak? Doesn't stop you from praying. What's your strength come? I am weak. You know where my strength comes from? From the Lord. My strength comes from the Lord. My strength comes from the Lord. Not me. Not me. I told Dole once years ago when, we, when I first moved to Plano, I said, what you got here is a bunny rabbit. Small, cute, you know, furry, quiet. Until you back her into a corner and then the back feet come out. Have you ever seen a rabbit fight? Those back legs will hurt. 
if they got to. And I, that's what I felt like I was. But you know what? God gave me more strength. My strength is in the Lord. And it is so fun. It is so fun to stop the curse. Amen? You can do that if you're born again. Jesus gives you faith when you're born again. You say, I'm not born again. You can be. You can be. Jesus wants you to be. Jesus said, you must be born again. He said that in John 3. You must be. And when you are born again, Jesus even gives you the faith to be born again. That's how much he loves you. He wants you out. He wants to deliver. You know, I think he enjoys doing the tough jobs. Diane and I are both examples. He enjoys doing the tough stuff. He loves to get somebody out of their hole. But you got to go to him and ask. If you want to be born again, pray with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Take me. Lead me. Guide me and fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Something keeps coming up in my spirit. Before I go on, we are going to pray. But Dole said something to me again the other day, and, and I hadn't heard it saying in a while. And he is so true, and I answered him. He said, I need some women that can pray. I need some women that can pray. He said, there are things happening in the ministry. Some of the things in the ministry are to stand still. We are doing wonderful things with the books. And there are some other things. We're doing wonderful things. God's doing wonderful things. But there are some things that are to stand still. And he told me, he was looking at me, he said, I need some women that can pray. Well, I told him, there are some women here in the women's meetings that their faith is growing and they can pray. If you are not working, you know, it, even if you are, if, if you can, if you would even start at 15 minutes, just start 15, 30 minutes, pray for this ministry. And if you don't know what to pray, you pray in tongues. You pray in tongues, believing that when you're praying, it's doing something, that God is hearing you. But God, Doyle said, I need some women that can pray. Those of us that have been here since the 80s, the women used to get together almost several times a week, and we'd pray with him, just women. Because you know what Doyle knows? Women can pray. Women can pray. You get the mother bear mad enough, and look what she does to the person that's messing with her cubs. Women can pray. Those looking for women that can pray. These meetings will be stronger if we got women that can pray. If you got the time, set aside some time and pray. Pray. You say, I'm just new. Oh, watch how you grow when you start to pray. Watch how you grow when you start to pray for somebody else other than yourself. You know, God told Job, pray for your friends. And he said, and when Job prayed for his friends, God turned his captivity. Find some time. Be the women Dole's looking for.
I pray with him every day. I pray with him. I mean, thank God I had a miserable light last night. and He woke up at 3 o'clock and started praying. And thank you, Jesus, when he woke up, I fell asleep. Because he was praying. <laughs> you got that? Now, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for the power of God. Does anybody need prayer? Anybody in pain? Father, I thank you for the power of God. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your power. Father, I thank you for your power. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your power. Father, you not only opened up the Red Sea, you made the Red Sea through Jesus. I get thanks, Father, for your power. I get thanks, Father, for your grace. Your grace. Your grace. I see what you want. Father, I pray for a spirit of grace on these women. Father, like Dole prayed this morning for the women in South America, I pray for that spirit of grace, that spirit of grace that turns situations. I pray for that spirit of grace on every woman that hears my voice. Father, that spirit of grace, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Where sickness is, grace does much more abound. Father, I thank you for that grace. Grace on every woman that hears my voice today, that spirit of grace. Grace, what they don't deserve, what we don't deserve, what we didn't ask for, but you did anyway. That grace on us now in the name of Jesus and pour out on us, me included, a spirit of supplication, a spirit of supplication. Oh, Father, when that spirit of supplication is there, the world changes. Father, pour out on us a spirit of supplication. A spirit of supplication. And I ask this, and I know I will receive it because that's your will. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 They were meeting, praying, in supplication, and the Holy Ghost showed up, Pentecost. We need that here. Amen. Amen? If you got time, ladies, I tell you what, if we'd put away our hobbies and, and believe God and read that word and pray, you'd be amazed what God can do. You'd be amazed at what God can change. I've seen whole school districts change with prayer. I've seen whole situations, Diane and I. I mean, you, you can't believe, but prayer. But Dole's looking. He said, I need some women that'll pray. Right now with the two meetings, we can't meet. I don't think we can meet. I don't think there's time. But you can find the time to get on your face in your closet and pray. Amen? Amen. See you guys next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd 
at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.